0: Welcome to Recommissioned, a bi-weekly podcast where we go back to watch Battlestar Galactica. Each week, I'm joined by my good pal Matt, who has only seen the episodes up to the one we're covering. Now, I've seen them all. And this week, we're talking Season 2, Episode 15, Scar. What about us? There's no us, all right? I just wanted a good lay. There is nothing here.
1: Do you get that? Nothing. Sure.
0: It's great.
1: It's great. Frack or fight, huh? Okay. Maybe I am, just
0: a quick lay, but Kara, I'm also your friend. I am hung up on a dead guy, okay? And it is pissing me off. And I don't know what I'm doing. Andrew's right on Caprica, the resistance fighter. Yeah, well, Samuel's
1: dead, so what does it matter? Oh,
0: Kara, please. I don't need your your pity,
1: Lee. You haven't got my pity. Listen, you are fine. You're fine with the dead guys, it's the living ones you can't deal with.
0: So, you just watched Scar. 15 episodes into the second season, man. How do you feel? I'm just feeling... with that. Just with that. Yeah. Just this one? Dude. Just with that in general, the idea of you being 15, 15 episodes into season two.
1: You know, it's a little right. scary because I'm Move. like,
0: haven't we gotten past the
1: halfway point now? We're more than halfway done, right? Mm, it's close. Or close, okay. Ooh, I know. what I was like, oh, we're close. circling that halfway, and that's crazy shit, man. There's still
0: so many big unanswered questions. A, A lot few more of TV little, uh... left to watch, boss. What's that? A lot of TV. So there's oh, 20 yeah. episodes in in, in uh, the second season, 20 in the third, and 20 in the fourth. Oh, okay. All right. So when we finish and there's the only season, 13 right? in the first, so we're not exactly. quite halfway.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And sure, we got I'm Razor to along. We got to do Razor. Oh, yeah. Which we might and be the- doing in the order in which it is supposed to appear in the series instead of after the fact. But I'm reading Ooh. some articles about it to see if there's any spoilers. Somebody says there might be a minor one. So I have to look okay. into that. But I'll oh, let you okay. know. Because that's coming up in the next couple episodes where Razor would take place. A little backstory on Pegasus. But let's not worry about that. Here we are almost halfway through. We'll say that. Yeah. We're talking about shit from 2006, dude. God damn, that's crazy. Oh, I was a junior in high school when this was going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like 38. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Uh, f- fathering all those illegitimate children, <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, this was this was the shot in the arm I needed after last week. To Boy, be honest with black you, black
0: market was rough if you didn't Black hear Mark, it was rough <laughs> if you
1: didn't hear our thoughts and perspectives on that mm. uh yeah man this i needed i needed a carrot give me a carrot focused episode uh space combat dog fighting focus i'm like yes thank you uh it was like getting a big hit of Gatorade after fucking running a, a marathon that you did not want to be doing you're like oh fucking finally that's refreshing nice yeah dude this was fun this was a good solid episode um, I, you know, I I I could nitpick if I really wanted. There's a few things that we'll you'll get to as we go, but
0: on the whole, I do think they begin with a K strong. and end with a at?
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent. Also, the scar thing—it's eh, a little Moby Dickish. <laughs> it's a little Moby Dickish, but I I can I don't care. it's more Red care. Baron-ish, right? Well, yeah, yeah, with the whole dog fighting aspect, yeah. but just just of how much of a personality this one has, and I'm like. Okay, it's a little cute. It's a little cute, but I don't care. I don't care. I still super enjoy it, and I love the idea of them being haunted by a particular raider. Like, that shit is fucking cool. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. This is just a fucking, which I cannot say about last week, a fully enjoyable episode. Like, I, I just enjoyed the ride of it again. Ah, it's good. And again, like I was talking about that I was having problems with uh, over the past couple of episodes, we're drilling down into a character I already like and care about. And I was like, Thank you. Fuck a new character right now. I don't want to see anybody else. I don't want to see, oh, there's another guy. Maybe they're a Cylon or not. Fuck hey, that shit. Hey,
0: look who it is. It's Jimmy Suck My Dick. Yay. You know he's in the fucking show for and three guess episodes. guess what? He's going he's
1: to make a documentary, too, and we're going to see some of it through his GoPro, and it's going to be a whole fucking thing. I'm like, no. Please. Hey, just Johnny give
0: me- Suck My Dick here. He's skating through the halls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> on a fucking skateboard. <laughs> no. Jesus God, no. But no. We drill down into Starbuck and her fucking issues and her grieving grieving and, and coming to terms with loss or maybe mm. not, maybe getting some hope in her life. Dude, it's good. It's just good. I was like, I'm so glad this episode was tightly focused on her and, and that's what we're on. And really really nobody else. There are other you know, obviously Lee's there, obviously a command I mean Admiral Adama pops in and everything,
0: but it is about Kara and I am so fucking about it. I did not love this episode when I watched it many years ago. Mm -hmm. So that's how I'm going to start things off. Okay. And um, boy, did I really like it a lot this time around. Isn't that weird? It's funny how that happens. It is funny how that happens because the assumption is, okay, it's 10, 12 years old. You're not going to like it. You're you're not going to like episodes. At at the minimum, you're probably going to like the show less than you did back then. There's probably some nostalgia cloud in your vision. Uh, there wasn't a lot of options competing with your eyeballs. That's for sure. But— What a different era now. A different era now. But I'll tell you, there's a lot going on here in this episode, a lot that I want to talk about. I love some of the understated parts of this, and uh, I'm going to do my best to make fun of the the left and the right political spectrums tonight <laughs> as okay. it relates to the theme. Because, you know <laughs> me, fuck them. I just want to burn them all down. <laughs> so I, I just, I, I thought about it. I was thinking about this idea of these two female characters. And you don't want you to know something? When yeah. I watched this last time, and I, and I have a feeling I'm, I'm now discovering what is one of the things I love about watching it this time, was back then you had these two female characters that were vying for supremacy as pilots, and it was their internal competition. It was their internal thing. And I don't remember that even being a thing. When we watched this episode back in the day, we were just like, yeah, this makes sense. We weren't mm. like, ooh, what does this mean? Is the show trying to say something, right? <laughs> is, it, is it waving its banner and letting it's know it's, quote, woke, right? And, and it <laughs> right. just—it that it was never a thing. You never even thought of that back even 10, 12 years ago. Shit, five years ago. But in this specifically— and I thought, wow, isn't that cool that when I watch it back in the day, I just didn't have that baggage thinking about it, right? <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to imagine it now that, that there was something innocent about watching it back in the day there that I never, I never once, when I watched this back in 2006, 2007, ever thought, huh, this is weird. Two, two female characters, that's, um, huh. I was like, cool, I love, I love Starbuck. I don't like cat but I appreciate their rivalry and I just right. watch it for what it was and in it in you know the gender was so perfunctory yeah and I mean, how, to be honest that's how I feel about it on this watch Right. Like, right well you're not a you're not a crazy person so, so there's that <laughs> let's not forget that you're not crazy and that's what I just thought was cool about it it's not you know you, you don't have idiots you don't have idiot uber conservatives going oh the show is trying to say blah 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 Blah, blah blah. They're going where the money is because they fucking certainly weren't back then.
1: And then That's on true. the same
0: coin, you don't have the other side going, yeah, fucking jumping up and down, doing jumping jacks. You know what I mean? So it's nice. It's nice that it's not agenda-driven at all. It doesn't right. feel it to me.
1: No, it doesn't. It feels organic. I mean, like yes, these because are not- of the
0: characters that are established, right? Exactly. Yes. Exactly, dude.
1: And I, as we're talking about it, even it's making me think more about what the show was trying to accomplish with Lee in the previous episode that didn't work because we were jamming in all these new characters. And on, you know, I would say in a lot of ways, Kara's grappling with a lot of the same feelings as Lee here But it's way more interesting because we're focusing on her and and people that we've already seen her interact with and that we know how she feels about. And it's like we have all of the ingredients already. We've been exposed to it. Now we get to see it at a different angle and watch Kara deal with it. Whereas the shit with Lee, it was like you're throwing new people at us that we're just – now seeing. We don't have any investment. We don't have any care here. So it's like everything they tried to accomplish for Lee in that episode, they were able to pull off in this one. I'm like, I, I fucking hope that was like a, a writer's lesson. they're like, oh, fuck. You know what? We should just work with what we have and go deeper versus trying to pour on a
0: bunch of new shit. Great point. There was, there was no imagined flashbacks because have, we've, we've seen the scenes. That's footage from right. episodes in the past or an episode and in the past. And, and you know what they are? Brief and relevant <laughs> and Brief, isn't that nice? Relevant and and you feel you feel, you feel that feel it's something. supposed yeah. to be there. You it makes exactly. sense. I, I will. I think we need to give a lot of credit to Katie Sackhoff here, it, it, and I just think she does a good job of playing this character who is has a wide breadth to her breadth. If you get my meaning, she yeah. is. Um, she's not so simple as a drinking fists swinging, I just want to bone persons. There's a lot of vulnerability and pain there that she's trying to hide. And I like that it's raw and real with her. And some standouts in this episode to me, first, the one I already mentioned, yours is, is terrific. It didn't even occur to me to compare it to last week's episode with the Lee piece because I was so hung about the black market plot and how terrible <laughs> it was that I didn't think to go back there. So that's a good catch by you. And then the other part of this that I think is really awesome, two specific parts. I love seeing Hilo in Starbucks relationship, number one, we'll talk about that. And number two, I like I like seeing Starbuck in this situation where we know that she has always been somebody who has bucked authority, correct? That's pretty characteristic, yeah. <laughs> it is characteristic of her, isn't it? Bucking authority, which is Interesting because she has all the authority in the world over Kat. Yep. In any, and there's, and I feel like if you take other characters in this situation, they just wouldn't stand for what you could consider pretty insubordinate behavior. Even though yeah. there are times where Kat's actually right. Exactly, dude. I there
1: are scenes where I could imagine Lee as the CAG being like, "You're off this mission. You're done. You're to, grounded." To Starbucks. Like, just. Yeah, yeah, even to her. But, like, if Kat were saying what she says
0: to Starbuck, sure. to him, he would have just been like, you're, you're done. Like, I'm yeah. pulling rank on you hard. Yeah, yeah, because she's being disruptive. Right? Even though and she's it's making— interesting. It's interesting yeah. because I wonder about that. I always wonder, Starbuck is this hotshot pilot. Does she want authority? Does she want to command people? She didn't want to train the Nuggets. Mm. She washed the Nuggets out when she was tasked with it earlier in the show. She had no yeah. interest in this, and here she is again— put in this position where she is in charge of things and, and Kat is pushing back on her and she just enjoys the battle. So, dude, that's a good point, right? There's two parts of it. She enjoys the. There's three parts of it. Maybe let's get crazy. Matthew count them. One, two, three, uno, dos, tres. Number one, we know that she bucks authority and probably on some level as a result of that, is less draconic when it comes to people doing the same to her. Number two, maybe she likes to get in there and mix it up a little bit, right? She likes to battle. She likes to she likes to get down and dirty. And number three, and this is something Leoben pointed out to us about her, how she likes this punishment, likes her, likes to be punished. Mm, that is a good point. It's weird, right? So uh, it's almost like you see these three major parts of her coming through. And then there's this entire piece with the drinking and the distraction and and really what it's about is self-medicating. As it relates to everything she's feeling, this transition in her character from, I never would have thought twice about doing this to now I'm thinking about it. And this memory that bothers her and probably upsets her and makes her feel a little bit weak even though right. she might never actually admit that mm. to totally. stuff. makes her hesitate, makes her slower a little bit. Mm. In yes. her mind. In her mind. Yeah. She says it. She admits it as much. Mm. But the basic setup of this episode is kind of interesting. We, we open with the uh, Majahal colonial mining ship, and then we're going to see a series of flashbacks leading up to this very engagement. And we're going to get this engagement teased throughout the episode. What do you think about the episode's structure? I like it, and I, and I forgot I wanted to bring this up.
1: Um, I think it works really well uh, as a narrative device of throwing us in the midst of basically Starbuck on the edge, uh, in the midst of battle, in the midst of her viper, and starting us there, and and slowly dripping us the lead up to that point. I think it works great. But as far as discussion goes, do you want to just go through it, uh, you know, chronologically? Just go through the entire. You know, them on the ship, their discussions of the whole thing, their discussions of Scar, and then all the way up to the final
0: engagement. Yeah, in, in other words, way. in other words, just skip the actual engagements and go through the, the leading up to it. Yeah, and then get to the engagement at the end. Yeah, that's totally fine. Works for me. Um, it's not, it's not going to be totally linear, though, because we talk about Riley's death, couldn't control him. Uh, uh, i guess that's all pretty linear. It's all pretty linear. Yeah, yeah you're right. And then it's just the uh, the mining ship engagement is dotted throughout. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because so they have basically
1: they found a a vein of metal that's going to allow them to basically add on a whole another squadron. What did they say? Uh, they had, they actually threw out a number, but a, a basically another refitting of Vipers. They can build more new Vipers from this, and so even Rosin's like we can't pass this up. We can't. Right move on from here. And we're vulnerable because now we have to be stopped. Now we have to have patrols and they have to be at a wide uh, berth because the Dredus can't distinguish enemy incoming ships from the field of asteroids and debris. So they have to be out there manually pulling patrols, which are dangerous as shit. And
0: they're getting picked off. Right. Now you mentioned wanting to do this chronologically because that comes after many scenes before it. Well, not really.
1: I mean, chronologically, it starts with they just lost a pilot. Um, they, already, they lost another Viper pilot, and they're already talking about Scar, and they're already having recruits, uh, new recruits coming in. I mean,
0: this isn't the first, yeah, the first like, scene or two. Okay, I just want to make sure. Did you want to talk about those scenes before Rosalind's stuff? I guess it doesn't matter because you already talked about Ross and stuff. I only only dropped Ross because she makes that point about they could make so many vibes from this. Got (laughs) it. Okay, just making sure. I'm a little confused. So the pilots are talking about Riley's death. That's what I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. right? Couldn't control his fear, I guess is what they're trying to say. Hesitated, got shot up the ass. Yep, Cat, Hot Dog, and Kara are basically packing up the late Riley's gear. Right. That's a rough task. It is. And dude, to be honest, it's...
1: Struck me as a little cavalier. In the yeah, way they were yeah. just like, eh, they had to hose him out. It took a long time. But I'm like, wasn't he standing in this room with you hours ago? Like, chitty chatting,
0: talking, shooting the shit. I mean, and you guys he, are like, yeah, he's dead. I, I guess you could strike it up as gallows humor, but it does seem a I little know. cavalier. Kind of a holdover from Black Market.
1: Well, and to be honest, the, the gallows humor later on between Lee and, and uh, Kara when they're sitting down and talking, that to me strikes me as like authentic and between friends and like you kind of do make a dark joke here and there because you're all stuck in a very dark situation and that mm-hmm. strikes me as more real. But how, how quick everybody here was like, yeah, throw his shit in a box. He's a dead man. Moving on. I was just like, fuck.
0: Guys. Yeah. You uh, slow Kat down asks, for twenty seconds. Right. Cat asks of Riley's girlfriend. Um, they don't remember the name. Kara asks why it matters. Cat says it does. I like this because this is bookended with the end of the episode, and I think it's awesome. Because yeah. what we see here is something I want your interpretation of. We see Kara purposely avoiding getting into this conversation or genuinely not remembering and then remembering at the end. Mm. Yeah. Because she's the one who names every fucking pilot that died. And she's not exactly. looking at a list. She's just saying it. Is that because she's learned something over the course of this episode, or is it because she just doesn't really like Cat? Didn't want to get into it with her. Didn't want to capitulate. Mm.
1: I mean, I think it's you know it could be a slight mixture of both. But to be honest, I think she always remembers this is this is on her mind way more than she will admit. I think that I agree. That is very much the core of, of Kara, in my opinion. She's the person who. Is good at what she does because she can focus tightly on you know the mission at hand and what she's doing and fucking aiming the cannons and that's that. But the trade-off is that she buries down a lot of this stuff, and I think she's probably one of the worst among the crew as far as dealing with their emotions and like grieving things properly or just just even admitting things.
0: Agreed. Oh, we got some fleet news here. Coming down the wire, man. Apparently, they're training Vipers on the Pegasus. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I did too. Because <laughs> we haven't seen what's been going on with the Pegasus since the fallout of losing some high-ranking members of their crew. Some senior <laughs> leadership, you could say. Seriously. You would say. It. <laughs> you would be accurate to say.
1: <laughs> oh, they're going to start training all their new pilots on our ship here, ladies and gentlemen, so we're going to be all saboteurs, all of us. <laughs> we're going to go, we're going to get inside of Galactica, we're going to destroy it from the inside out.
0: Because they've murdered all the leadership. Yeah, it's funny the way they are structuring these episodes. You would almost feel like shouldn't the Pegasus be handled like now, <laughs> like right now, <laughs> before this cute little right red Baron you- slash Moby Dick episode? And <laughs> <laughs> you have
1: Pegasus fucking suicide
0: bombers sabotaging. Yeah. Well, anyway, Starbuck cut part of Scar's brain out, right? We learned that not the warmest of welcomes. They scare the nuggets with tales of scar and how it's not like the other machines. Not like the others. Ooh, it's got a fucking taste for them. Even Cat's joking that
1: it's got a taste for nuggets. Likes the newbies and i'm not sure i don't think it's this scene but they, you know, i liked the reveal of its tactics of how how it engages them it's actually like
0: extremely sneaky and predatory yeah it comes up here they talk about scar one of the nuggets wonders why he's so feared or at least why he's so good at taking out experienced pilots like beano i guess was his name right. and Kara breaks it down and she just says he hides behind an asteroid with debris field that you've ignored because it looked like harmless rocks Scar doesn't like to fight until the odds are on his side. And then out of nowhere, bam, he pops out and blows you to pieces. And the Nuggets <laughs> kind of grumble about how he's a coward. And she says, listen, this is not dueling pistols at war. Not uh, dueling dawn. pistols <laughs> at dawn, this is war. You never want to fight fair. You want to sneak up behind your enemy and club them over the head. Scar understands that. So do I. So that's why I am going to kill him. Dude, I love
1: this. Mm. I fucking love this, man. This is that, that respect among enemies shit. I just, I kind of dig it. <laughs> I just dig it. Yep. It's like we
0: each know the score exactly what it is. It's, you know Nobody's what? Nobody's fooling themselves. You know what I find so hilarious about this? This is this entire lesson. This is not doing pistols at war. He's going to hide. He's going to bushwhack you, right? Victory is life, says the Jem Hadar. Doesn't have anything to do with honor. <laughs> Honor doesn't keep you alive, man. Victory mm-hmm. is all that matters, right? There you go. But she says something that is essentially part of the end of the episode, where they're almost in this game of chicken. It's almost like dueling pistols. That's a good point. Cool, they right? They go straight at each other. But as we learn about the episode, it's not really what happens, because Kara breaks, and of course, Scar gets it from behind, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right. The- Which is exactly what she's also saying. Sneak up behind him and smash him on the head. That's it. Whatever it takes, basically. This is where Kat starts taking her shots at Starbuck. Can barely walk. Starbuck calls Kat a stoon junkie. Name. I mean, this is. Yeah. This is is what? This This is an interesting way to run your ship, isn't it?
1: Yeah, man.
0: Um, and it's definitely, that's what's funny seeing, like we've already been saying,
1: seeing Karen, like more of a leadership position among the pilots, she lets it run a little loose. Um, what I think is interesting about this, I think it does have its own pros and it does have its cons and i am interested to see what Kara learns about being a leader from this this episode moving forward um because it, it runs pretty loose like everybody is cheering on this little like fucking mudslinging match they're having people basically wanting it to turn into a fight um, and she lets it go that way. And to be honest, also, when, when Kat started being like, oh, well, not the way you've been pounding booze lately, like, Kara's always been a drinker, and I was always like, really? Like, she's not like she's a fucking drunk who can't fly the ships, right? That hasn't ever affected her. But when she stood up and started drinking, I was like, oh, Ooh. wow, she is a lot more drunk than I thought. <laughs> like, she has been uh, overdoing it a little more lately.
0: Yeah. Um, and that, it, she was just sloppier than I expected her to be. Yeah, she was that person at the party that you never want to be. I know. And when you are that person the next day, oh, the shame. (laughs) Yeah, that's tough. But um, yeah, did did you like that Top Gun monk she had? Somebody posted (laughs) it on our Facebook group. You can can buy buy it it. for like many hundreds of dollars. It's some crazy amount of money. Just a
1: cool 600 bucks. That's no problem. It looks awesome. It looks fucking dope. I love that. You know, that's that's one of the things, it's funny that we haven't seen it sooner, but now
0: I'm glad it's been introduced. I'm like, that's kick-ass. Like the, the culture of the pilots? Exactly. <laughs> sure. Love it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she, she lets it run a little loosey-goosey. I don't think this is a good long-term strategy in leadership. I think um, I'm always of the opinion that you pull people aside, away from the rest of the troops, because I think you're setting a precedent that if they want to call you a drunk and tell you to fuck off, that they can do that or right. or maybe not just that maybe you know cat's not wrong but maybe maybe another pilot takes it upon themselves to criticize you about something else that isn't the same but they feel they have carte blanche because of the precedent you set right I just, exactly i don't know. it's a tough way to run things but you but there are i guess there are some pros where there's there's very it's very transparent <laughs> there's that <laughs> it's true
1: and i mean i would say that it- the spirits seem a lot higher than when the morale was totally broken a few months ago, you know, a couple of weeks ago, even probably. Whereas I felt like the pilots were, you know, well, we had a fucking pilot try to kill Ty. Like they fucking, they were not doing great. Morale was low. Um, and I would say they, everybody seems
0: happy, kind of jubilant, but it's just starting to get sloppy. Mm, yeah. But, but your leader looks like kind of a jabroni falling <laughs> around. She's that, she's the drunk girl at the party, like in a uh, family drunk Guy. girl at the party. <laughs> But Cat exactly. says uh, that one time on the ship is enough. That's a, a low blow. Kara e- probably doesn't love that, and she no. bets Starbucks that she'll kill Scar first. Cat wants the Top Gun mug. Lots of Starbucks chance. Starbuck kind of makes an ass of herself, as we have already said. Everyone's laughing except her. Of course, yeah, she laughs for a second, and then as
1: she's laying there, she starts to to think. Starts mm. to have some memories popping up. Indeed, these are the only time until the end of the episode. The only times we ever see Kara thinking about these
0: things and emotionally reacting to them is when she's very drunk. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's probably, it's, it, it and, and I don't think, uh, you know, what's it? Correlation is not equal causation. I think she's right. thinking about it and then starts shrinking. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's all there. But like, you can see
1: her like wincing as she, after she right. dove onto the table and right. she's laying there, she's goes from laughing to thinking about this and wincing and trying to not cry. Cause it's back on her mind again. Indeed. Even when you're drunk as
0: shit trying to throw yourself around and make an ass of yourself, get everybody laughing, it's <laughs> <We're> still there. <laughs> um, Starbuck uh, starts to realize that the raid they're pursuing is not Scarca. That's something we're going to talk about later. Um, so on the CIC, as you said, we learn about the mining ship, how it broke a drill, they need eight more days. Ty's like, what our, do you mean? Bitch. <laughs> 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 they discovered a rich vein of war, as you already said. Pegasus construction team has just turned out their first combat-ready Viper. So... We learned that the Pegasus is not only training pilots, but serving as a bit of a Viper factory. <laughs> what a promotion. Hey, man, need them warships. <laughs> that's true, though. It
1: is true. They're actually pumping them out. So that's, I mean, this is all, to me, background stuff that is going to be turning the tide a little bit. I yeah. would hope. I think, like, this is good news. We're getting, it's a slow drip right now, and, we're, and, the, and within the confines of this episode, which is all about Scar, all about them being, Hunted by him and them having to fight back, it's it, it kind of goes by you, but I think that's a big deal. Like they they are able to start producing new vipers, because that's something they haven't been able to do since the beginning of the show. This is the first time. Right.
0: Yep, for sure. Pretty big deal. At a briefing four weeks ago, our mining ship struck Pater on the asteroid. A pile of metals we need to build new ships. Since we're sitting ducks until the miners finish their job, the old man has sent the fleet away under the protection of Pegasus. Our job is to stay behind and protect the miners. Unfortunately, the system is full of rocks and dusts. Dreadus cannot tell rocks from bad guys. Love it. Love it. A, that, and that's a
1: perfect, you know, one of the things I, I do like about this episode, as much as I was already kidding a little bit about, like, oh, Scars, the fucking Red Bear and the fucking Moby Dick, it's going to be this whole thing. They do set up the right environment, the right setting to make that believable. Like, now sure. like, everything's there. To where it's like, well, fuck, this is a unique, difficult situation that, you know, it it forces them to change their tactics. This is not something they normally do. It makes them more spread thin. It makes them more vulnerable. And especially with some of the information that Sharon reveals later on about how, you know, the Raiders aren't just, like, dumb, you know. (laughs) It's not like they're Cylon Roombas that just bump around and shoot stuff. Like, they're smart, too. They get resurrected. They learn. They think. Like, they are creatures of their own and so the idea of one figuring out that this is a good situation to pick off uh vipers one by one like that the you know the environment of war is in its favor
0: that's cool and it's believable right for sure so what do you think of scar while we're while we're here while we're on it well we're not we're not on it you're you, well, I, gotta, I gotta be honest with you, I'm having trouble keeping up with you, because you're jumping in the... You're, you're like, let's go sequentially, and now you're talking ah, about fucking ah, Sharon well, and whatever, man. I'm like, Jesus sequentially, Christ, I got four, four fucking things and oh, notes here. Okay, Grandpa, let me slow it
1: down for you. Sequentially, they are in the fucking ready room talking about Scar. Like They're already... They talk about Scar. It's just the actually... Them flying out there when it's Kat and, you know,
0: uh, Kara on patrol fighting him, that's not until later, but they talk about him throughout the episode. Right, right, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, the- the the Sharon the Starbucks and Sharon thing talking about the resurrection well, sure. shit. That's yeah. not that's not that's a ways off. So and, and the and the only reason I'm saying that is because I took notes sequentially in the episode. And when you're jumping around, I'm like, okay, let me let me delete that paragraph. Let me like I'm trying to keep <laughs> up here. I can't keep right. up with you. I'm too old and slow and bad at <laughs> podcasting. I guess. So um, <laughs> that's right. Let's talk about hey, Scar. real slow. Hey, real slow. An LSG Media podcast. Let's talk. That's pretty funny. Let's talk <laughs> about Scar as uh as a concept. Yeah. I
1: honestly there's nothing I dislike about it. There are things I just like slightly less. Like as an as a singular raider that almost it's not quite revenge but it is almost like on a revenge bent and it's got this like predatory way of fighting and it's hiding and it has like a chip on its shoulder. I really like it. Like I'm actually like super on board with that. Um, and that's that's part of why I jumped ahead a little bit and brought in the information that Sharon brings up, you know, it, it, it's an interesting further reveal about Cylon technology and how th- you know, we learned a lot when when Kara first got into one of the Raiders for the first time and really started to realize like oh, it's an organism. Like this isn't just a dumb machine. It's not like it's not like the Cylon individuals are one thing and then their ships are okay, now that's just a truly a dumb brainless robot that we programmed to go fight and that's it no like they are an organism they learn so i like the idea of it i think it being called scar and having a big visual scar and it s- starts to veer toward a little bit cheesy but like i said i it, i accept it. it is cool enough as a concept that i accept a little bit of the
0: veering off towards moby dick <laughs> yeah So one of the things I was trying to think about, this idea of SCAR and how it exists and how it's pissed and all that jazz, but why would SCAR be any different than any other radio that's been destroyed countless times? Yeah, now that part, that part I struggled with a little bit. Is it one that's been around for a lot of battles and just been destroyed a lot and keeps coming back and it's an anomaly? Because Sharon doesn't talk about it like it's an anomaly. She says, well, it kind of makes sense. Right, right, but it,
1: but it is an anomaly in the sense that this one is so hard charging after them, um, and I I started to wonder if it had been like Kara kind of even speculates later that if it had been in dogfights with her, like to the to the point where it had maybe had fought her enough times to that it actually recognized her and her like fighting style and her the way she
0: flies her ship and stuff, and it actually is specifically out to get her, maybe. What about the idea that it could have been the, the raider she captured on You Can't Go Home Again? Well, now... That's see, now the one that, that was on the planet that she cut up and went into, and is right. it possible that...
1: Well, see, that confuses me because didn't that's the one she brought back, right? But it, I'm sure, certain it was destroyed. Was it? Yeah, see, that, uh, that's the part, uh, I'm not going to lie, where my memory of the show gets a little bit hazy on that detail. I'm like, I thought, to be honest, I'm mm, I don't remember the fate of that Cylon Raider.
0: Yeah, it, it gets destroyed, if I'm not mistaken. Well, then maybe so. Maybe that is what it was. That, that was the one that she... Because they don't have it uh, on the ship, that's for sure. No,
1: yeah, that's right, they don't. So yeah, maybe that is one that she destroyed, and it fucking got resurrected.
0: And it actually, yeah, it has like a, a vendetta. Yeah, well, there's a piece in here. It says there's notes on it. If you look on the Battlestar Galactica wiki... It says, you know, storyline destroying an enemy fighter ace may be derived from Royal Air Force's hunt for the Red Baron. And it says, Scar may be a reincarnation of the raider that Starbuck kills and guts and you can't go home again. it's hinted at by Sharon Agathon. Mm. See, there you go. Mm. I think that's it. I think, I mean, I accept that interpretation. Yeah, it says Scar. Perhaps a Scar. Scar. Maybe. Maybe. I guess that's possible. But it begs the question as to why we haven't seen this type of viciousness from some of the others. Um, and, it, and it is suddenly happening now, but I guess it doesn't really matter. That's not the point. Yeah. Yeah. C- Cause at the end of the day, yeah, it, it, this one is
1: singular in a way that's interesting within this episode, but I think it's more interesting what we've learned
0: about yeah. what the Raiders are. Sure. I like it. So, uh, cat and, uh, cat and Starbuck continue spatting about the four of these picket points Two, cat says, we're going in sections of twos. CAG wants us to spread out to control larger area. It's right here in the briefings. Kara's corrected, and she stands corrected. All right, so we go in twos. That looks terrible, by the way. Yeah, it's not good. That's terrible looking for Starbuck. Yeah, and I, you know, one thing that is
1: a little confusing, I don't know how far underneath Kara Kat is at
0: this she's point. She's a lieutenant, okay. and Kara's a captain, so she's one away.
1: Went away. Well, there you go. But yeah, this is definitely the, the fact that she basically steps up and starts just, you know, de facto taking over meetings and, and saying shit. I'm like, you you really got to get in there, Kara. Let right. Let's get out of control.
0: Yeah, this this one, it's funny. If you, a broken clock is right twice a day, right? <laughs> there you go. That's essentially a cat. If she goes after Starbucks enough, she's going to get her on something. Exactly. Yeah. She <laughs> just keeps hammering on her. And honestly,
1: I do – that's part of what pisses me off about Kat is like there is this – there's an interesting rivalry underneath this of like I – part of it I think really is that I want to be as good as Kara. Like I want to be as good as Starbuck and respected like her and it's mm. a little bit of admiration under there. Sure. But what annoys me is like what you just said of she's just looking for any fucking petty thing to hammer away at. It yeah, doesn't she's matter what it is. She's brutal. Like, if, if they weren't on, you know, because she hides behind, this is what pisses me off about Kat. She hides behind this fucking moral superiority bullshit of like, oh, we're on this mission and, and you're not ready for it and, right. and you're putting right. our men in blah, blah, blah. You would be hammering her under any scenario. Under the most peacetime scenario, you'd be bothering her about fuel gauges or some shit. Like, she would just be pecking away at any possible fucking thing to try and take Kara off of her throne. And that's yeah. where I'm like, oh, fuck off. Just this is some anything.
0: This is some chimpanzee shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing shit everywhere. 100%. Looking for cracks in the armor. That's it. Well, it's true, though. Kara's corrected. All right, so we're going to Scar buddies are out there looking for easy kills. Let's not give him any. And that's mm-hmm. when Roslin says, Look, this operation is vital to the long term survival of this fleet. Yeah. This and no we'll continue to things. support it. Thomas <laughs> says, They're grinding us down viper by viper. Right? Why'd they stop coming at us en masse? Is it because we destroyed the resurrection ship? Starbucks' working on that, which of course brings us to this moment between Starbucks and Sharon, which you already hinted at. Um, but there's yeah. some more details in here I'd like to dive into. Hell yeah, definitely. So, Starbucks asks Sharon about Scar, and Sharon confirms they have probably fought him dozens of times via resurrection. And she says it sort of flippantly. Oh, I love it. Yeah,
1: I love that she says it flippantly. Like, she's like,
0: yeah, that's just a thing, that's how they work. They're reincarnate just like Sharon. That kind of bummed Sharon out. Sharon tells Starbuck that a raider is like a trained animal. With the destruction of the resurrection ship, when they die, they are really dead. They won't mount a mass attack where they could have major casualties, Sharon tells her. They discuss how hard it is to lose pilots. Death is a learning experience to the Raiders, but with Nuggets, it's all lost time. Dude, that's so fascinating. It's a that is, major I mean, advantage for Silence. Ex-
1: exactly. Like, it's one of those things where she just kind of says it, points it out, points out this difference between them, but that is a gigantic... Gigantic tactical advantage that they have that literally – I mean that's – we do that with our soldiers now playing – fuck, they play VR shit for some training sure. exercises because it's like you get killed and now, okay, what did you do wrong that got you killed? That's a right. major lesson. <laughs> right, right, right. Whereas they literally get to go out there, fight in real combat, get killed, and they'll be like, all right, well, what did I learn from that? How am I going to approach this next time? Like that, we never get that opportunity. We never get that Yep. Uh, and, and that's just incredible like that that's gigantic that's such an advantage they have and it's something I didn't even think about like you think about it with the Cylon you know agents the, the humans Cylon humans it's so fucking hard to describe them uh, but yeah when it comes to their raiders it's like you haven't really applied that
0: logic I should, certainly didn't until this episode and I was like fuck that's massive right 100% well I like when Sharon has this moment where she says how many pilots have we lost yeah and then she said, like, well, I mean, you. Right. I like watching Starbuck regarding Sharon.
1: It's, me too. It's a
0: quizzical look, isn't it? She's trying so hard to stay,
1: stay in that interrogation mode of you are other and I, you know, you are not actually who I thought you were and I'm me and we're against each other. But you can tell she's struggling
0: so hard to, to see through it sometimes. And the conversation isn't like that either. No. I mean, she treats her outside of the Marines in the cage much more like she—much better than she has in the past. Yeah, absolutely. When I look at you, I forget what you are. All I see is that kid that spooched her landings day after day. That kid was <laughs> fracking the chief and thinking she was getting away with it. Yeah, I remember, Sharon says, through tears. With a weird piece of editing here. I, I watched oh, yeah. this. It, it was just weird. She looked like— when they cut back to Sharon, it's like she was had been balling for an hour. It was weird. It just must wow. have been weird the way they edited it. I guess. Right. Multiple takes. Yeah, yeah right. balling. <laughs> right. Anyway, she makes a move of intimacy. I would say towards Kara, and the Marines are like, "Hey, yeah, dude. Oh, oh. they oh. are still not fucking around when it comes to silence. Can't blame them. Can't blame them. But That's Sharon true. warns Kara listen, be careful of Scar. He's filled with rage. He's got diamonds in his eyes. Dying is a painful and traumatic experience. Every time he's reborn, he's filled with bitter memories. Bitter. He hates you as much as you hate him. Love it. I
1: love mm. it. And also, fucking Cylons on their little moral superiority throne. Oh, we are better than the humans. Oh, fuck you, you're full of rage and you want to murder and mayhem and
0: have revenge, <laughs> you petty fucks. There you go. Kaplowie. <laughs> In training, we have this vertigo simulator. JoJo tries to shoot a target. This seems like a dangerous exercise to me. Dude, yeah. To be honest, this is of it's all... It's like, watch of, yourself.
1: <laughs> they even they joke about it, but there's that moment where he, you know, the guy first steps out, the new Beano, I guess, and they're like, whoa, whoa, because he's like pointing the gun in their direction, and I'm like, yeah, dum-dums, that's what would happen
0: when you do this. Why would you do this? Yeah, same as JoJo, I guess. JoJo. <laughs> But uh, um, did you say the new Bino?
1: Yeah, they slap his, you know, the, the, the guy who died, his name was Beano. They slapped his name tag oh, on, shit. on him cool, for cool. a minute,
0: yeah. Got <laughs> Just it. Just to fuck with him. <laughs> um, Apparently, Target hit the, hit, the, hit the thing four times, and of course, Cat hits it five.
1: Oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to get in. I'm going to do one more. This is Ugh. so
0: tiring. Uh,
1: I can't stand her, man. I can't stand her. Even when she's right. Yeah, she's right sometimes in this episode, but
0: fuck her. Like. She's just so unlikable. She's just so unlikable, man. Tell you what, man. Ah. Charisma goes a long fucking way. <laughs> it really does. Save your ass. It goes a long fucking way. Ugh. So, yeah, she's, uh, she's brutal. It's weird. I, I, why? Why is she so hard to like? Because I feel like it's like what I was saying earlier, that she's just
1: so, even when she's right, Like I feel like most other characters, not all necessarily, but uh, characters like Lee or the Chief, when they're right about something, most of the time they want to bring it up because they're like, hey, this is the better way that's going to work out better for all of us or maybe save someone's lives. Whereas with her – I don't think she cares about that aspect of being right. She wants to be like, look at me. I'm right. Like she has that feeling about her all the time where it's like you're never actually looking out for other people or the better good or the the real moral reason. You're just trying to get it over somebody else, make yourself look better. That's yeah, the feeling. She's I just a big her, like, mouth, right? That's what it is.
0: Kind of. Yeah, just a
1: big mouth. Look at me. I'm right. I did something good. It doesn't matter what I did that's good. Just know that
0: I did it. Hold on. I got to warm up my voice.
1: Me, 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 <laughs> me. Me, me, Everyone look at me. <laughs> it's brutal,
0: man. It's fucking brutal. So true. So true. 42 hours earlier, Starbucks pounding some weights with Hilo. I like these scenes. I like Dude, the I'm Hilo s- stuff, man. Yes. I'm so glad to see her and Hilo hanging out. At, it's like, cool to see, see Hilo actually. doing shit, not being on a f- place where he's getting, you know, seven different cancers.
1: <laughs> For real, you know. seven cancers falling in love with Cylons. All his friends hating him. Like what a rough fucking go he's had. He, he, finally, just, he
0: looks like a homeless dog just getting rained on constantly.
1: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> uh, uh,
0: uh. shooting at fucking cherry. Don't look at me. There you go. <laughs> oh my
1: god. But yeah, so finally, it's good to see him back in a decent place with his old friends, and they they can actually get along like buddies now and work out together and talk. Like he just has some normalcy in his life.
0: I know it seems weird, but I love the fucking lollipop touch. There's just something normal and, like, real about it to me. Like, he just fucking got a lollipop for no reason. He just does. It's funny.
1: Oh, you mean?
0: Oh, that he's he's eating a lollipop? Yeah, yeah. I thought you were
1: talking about a way that he touched her, and you called it a lollipop touch. And I was like, what? (laughs) He gives her, you know, the old lollipop touch. He gives her the the old old upside down lollipop.
0: lollipop. Yeah, how many you, legs la, la, la. you ever seen one of those uh, twirling things outside the barbershop it's just like that except six <laughs> here really does sound mess. sexy <clears throat> <laughs> Matt can you cool it with the off topic stuff I can't keep up please I know I know real slow <laughs> real real slow alright so Starbucks uh, pounds the weights and then um, she says "Cash is another hot jacket out to make her bones like you were before you met Anders do you ever think about him what's At the that- point he's dead to- Dude, to be honest, that line from Hilo bugged me. Because I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So
1: Kara, you're saying Kara was a hotshot kid until she met Anders? That shit happened like it's, it's a, a, a month bad line. ago. It's a bad line. It's, it's a bad line. Right. Because like that shit, timeline-wise, was like a month or two ago? Maybe you're you're saying that she was a hotshot kid still trying to prove herself before that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure she was a well-established like well-regarded <laughs> Viper pilot before yeah. meeting him. 2
0: weeks ago when you were <laughs> a lowly lieutenant child.
1: Uh, yeah, a that child. was the best
0: pilot on the on the fucking thing. Uh, that those uh, days, those old days. God's
1: bullshit. <laughs> it's a dumb line. But but anyways, I do I do like him pointing out, you know, he's like you don't think he had a Chance of surviving? Like you're just gonna you're just gonna bring the gavel down,
0: say he's dead. That's it. Yeah, he's like, if you don't think he had a chance, why'd you promise a rescue? I mean, he's he's calling her bullshit, like exactly. softly. Exactly. Yeah, like, I don't know what I thought. She admits. I like this. I like I like that she can be vulnerable in front of people she cares about. Right.
1: Right. And again, I, I know we talked about this, especially way back, and even when Hilo finally came on aboard the Galactic again, being like, I can't wait to see. Him and Kara together. And what I love about it is there is no other than when he was still in the jail cell and they were still all worried about Sharon. Now that they're kind of past that, there is no awkwardness between them. They
0: are like back to normal. They are back to being able to talk in this way. I really like it. Mm -hmm. Later, uh, BB asks Kara for help. He's nervous about possibly facing Scar. Scar is no different. He comes at you, turn, get close, pull the trigger, don't run or you'll die. And that's yeah,
1: and that, the crucial part of what she's saying there is saying, don't run from him, turn right around and go straight at him and start shooting at him.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: that's, that's the big thing here. And to be honest of any scene in the episode, this is the scene where as reluctantly as I may, I do have to take Cat's side where I'm like, ah, cat's kind of right here. Like it, it just, even the way she brings it up, she's like, he needs, it's not like he needs a pat on the back and quote him textbook, con- you know, dog fighting. Like you to give him some real
0: advice. Like he's, he's scared. Interesting. I, uh, I kind of dug Kara here. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Only only in this line here. You want to be his wet nurse, be my guest. And, and this is the quote. <laughs> Not that. This is the quote that I think is majorly important. His jacket says he's a qualified Viper jock. So I'm either flying him or I'm grounding him. And that's that. And See, it's almost like you're yeah. a pilot. Be a pilot out there and do what you're going to do or don't do what you're going to do. Right? Right. So there's that part of that, which I agree with. But I do think there is some merit in understanding. I think there is merit in in figuring out what you're going to do with this guy if he's shitting his pants. Right. Right.
1: Right. And as my, like I agree with that line from Kara on principle. But when you have this guy who I'm pretty sure it's implied that he's among the new crew straight from Pegasus, who's probably a civilian pilot before this, he went through Viper school, who knows how long that even is, has seen no combat whatsoever, probably hasn't even done a fucking patrol. Uh, and now he's expected to go out there and face down what is, you know, the most dangerous raider even for their top guns. Like, I get him being shaky and I get. You know, maybe there's there's a different way you go about this. Maybe you do shake up the routine, or maybe you put him. You know, you know, because these are all two man patrols. Maybe you put him with one of the most experienced. You know, you wait until okay, you go off this ship, uh, and then you come with me from Kara, like something like that. Like there's just there's got to be some way to make up for this dude because I wouldn't want to put him. Not even just like oh to baby and coddle him. It's like I don't want to put you with somebody else who's going to be depending on you for their life. Like you you seem shaky. Like I don't trust you getting the job done necessarily.
0: I got an idea. How about we make a separate little room? This sounds like a very nuanced uh, argument, getting ready to come come Yeah, come on. You know me. How about we make a second little room uh, for all the little p dicks? (laughs) And all the little p dicks... Who don't hear all the tactics being discussed in the briefing can have, like, a remedial English course, you know, for the slow kids the and all the little folks. P-dicks. You can pick up their little their, their, their PJs, their bum-flap PJs, and push them into the little P-dick <laughs> briefing room and give them a second <laughs> fucking briefing. And then and maybe, you- maybe they'll be ready to fly at that point. Boy.
1: Or you can go into a little break room and stack your blocks and practice your talking. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm going to roll oh, around. Oh,
0: look, he made a house. The roof's real crooked, though, but it's a house. I can see it. Oh, and you put a you're little man go, in there. You're going to go on the next mission run. You go be dog dogfighter. Who's the man in there? That's my dad. <laughs> he thought I was dumb, too. He used to kick me in the head. Well, well you're oh. grounded.
1: Well, there we are. Well, see, this is the problem. They got a bunch of can't get right pilots. What the fuck? You're not going to get anything done?
0: (laughs) Ah, Ah, it's fucked up. (laughs) But seriously, I see your point. Um, (laughs) Do you like? Do you like? like (laughs) Let's spend 30 minutes facetiously shitting on it and agree with it quietly in the last half of That's You know, you're really onto something there. Do you, want to, uh, do you want to maybe jump to the end of the episode, or do you want to continue your chronological tour?
1: Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> I think my chair just broke.
0: Did Fuck. You, did you just break your chair? I
1: don't know.
0: You I mean, it's fucking like, disgusting it's like, fat body. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to eat the donut in front of the whole crew. No, my chair not like it like, fell down, and I'm like, <laughs> on my ass. It just sounds like something cracked.
0: Except know. it would be Billadama. They're paying for it. You eat it. So you say we all. <laughs> One, two, three, four. I love the Colonial Marine Corps. <laughs> Doesn't work. Not on too many. This syllables. is my viper. This is my <laughs> cock frack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. This that. is for frack, and this is for fun. <laughs> All right. Well, we hear we be uh, turning into any attack which really annoys Lee. Says you're in bingo fuel, you dum dum. Yeah, that kicked me in the head. <laughs> anyway, BB dude dies honestly, because he sucks at flying. It's not Kara's fault. I'm I mean, sorry to say yeah.
1: Uh, Oh, yeah. No, it's not even I'm like, oh, <laughs> Kara got him killed. I just think it's another, like, leadership moment of her. I'm like, uh, maybe you do make a slightly different call on this one. Maybe you do something differently. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he was right. Like, the way leave, and you know, as he's listening in on it, he's like, you're, you're out of fuel. You can't engage right now. Like, this is when you do cut and run. Like, you're at the end of your patrol. You don't have enough fuel the way he says it. Like, you don't have enough fuel to mix it up. You can't be zipping around back and forth, changing direction, really getting into a deep dogfight.
0: Maybe they could have uh, called a timeout, and he could add a third briefing out there. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> pee, p Just fucking your rockets everywhere. <laughs> Kills he his just fucking laying wingman. on the throttle and just pulling rockets everywhere. Kills it,
1: shoots down his own wingman and flies into an <laughs> asteroid. And Scar just flies away. <laughs>
0: Like, oh. wow, I really nailed it with this fresh blood. I shot all Looking my bullets great. in rockets, Dad. Well, now <laughs> you're I good. Did I do just like, turn the cannons on, BB. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> <sighs> fucking wall of flack just takes <clears> him out? <throat> all right. I need a nuclear payload. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? Do I eject? <laughs> <laughs> I held <yelled clears throat> it. oh fuck yeah yeah. so good anyway the the other pilots return Jojo boots on the deck the chief uh, says cool chief things because he's awesome he always seems like he's in such command of the deck doesn't he exactly she needs to fucking take leadership lessons from chief how to keep your shit tight there was yeah he runs that shit tight there was nothing you could do captain you were too far away Cat goes right in after Starbuck. He did what you told him to do.
1: Yeah, and yeah Everyone is just a, a mindless drone when they're under
0: your command. Yeah, you really got command of the fucking uh, pilots now. <laughs> Starbuck reminds Cat that 99% of the time it is the right move. Cat says, not this time. And and you know what's funny? This is a scene where I'm like, fuck
1: you, Cat. <laughs> like, she is right of like, this was a textbook Maneuver. This is this is normally what you're supposed to do. They're dealing with just a a different kind of raider, a more particular situation. Um, but yeah, her be- like because that's not an answer to that question. Well, wasn't this time? Oh, okay, so what would you have done? Because all you did was shoot down my fucking suggestion. What would you have done? I think Cat was in the right for pointing out. Hey, as a leader, you maybe need to approach this guy a little differently. We need to do something differently. You know, change up the schedule or something. But in this yeah. moment, where I'm like, oh,
0: okay, you have no answer at all. You're just going to shit on Kara. Like, cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Karen Apollo. In two weeks, I won't remember his face. I can't remember any of their faces after they are killed. No matter how hard I try, they just fade. That is rough. And Lee says the names. The president says we're saving humanity for a bright, shiny future on Earth that you and I are never going to see. We are not because we go out. Over and over again until someday some metal mother fracker, is gonna catch us on a bad day and just blow us away. And that's that. Bright shiny futures over right anyway. Lee says
1: <laughs> they're both they're both so per- you know this is one of those times where it's nice to have a buddy who's just as fucking depressed and drunk as you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like ah, let's just be drunk and, and that's sad about everything, self pity. Let's wallow for a little bit
0: and then bang, I guess. Yeah. I love this scene. Dude, it's a great scene. It actually is a This really goes back to our game we were playing. What, are we, Ooh, what, do we, what do we think of Lee here? Oh, it's not a race. <laughs> Slow it down, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. Huh? He was in your banging category. It's
1: true. It's true. But we haven't gotten to see him tr- even in the situation
0: for so mm-hmm. long. Yeah, not when, he, lie, when he had it, an aggressive, sexually aggressive Starbucks ready to make no mistake about it, listeners, they weren't going to make love. They were going to do some fucking fracking. They were going to do some <laughs> fracking. And as much clear, as clear like, the, totally- the, 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 the dump everything off the table and frack. Yeah. Now, and see, okay. So here's Lee, what I'm going to Lee, see- Lee kind of bailed. He kind of got a little chicken dicked. He got a little pee dicked himself. He needed time out. He needed to huddle up. What do I do here? Let me ask Hilo. <laughs> well,
1: Hilo gets the work, I think. Maybe not with Kara. I don't fucking know. But, That's not what uh, I'm
0: saying. I'm just saying.
1: See, here's what, I'll th- here's what I'm going to throw on the side. He's, he's like, but
0: I didn't pay for it. I don't know what to do, and I don't <laughs> fucking put a deposit. If I don't give up daddy's money. <laughs> and Kara's here. like, just shut up and give me that protein deposit. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh, wow. Adama's <laughs> uh, commander Adama goes up the lane. He's like, Here, son, here's my secret stash. Go get laid. You're pissing me off. <laughs> you little nerd. <laughs> <laughs> this cag thing's really made you r- unfun. Take, take 20 cubits and go bang that broad you're singing before you become unfuckable. Jesus, call up Baltar or Hilo. I know they fuck. <laughs> And I yeah. even think D's bat blasting Billy's blasting D. Why don't you call him up? <laughs> I'm not that? sure how you made Matthew Anderson's list, to be honest. <laughs> he gives She's him another twenty. Body. It's probably gonna cost you double. <laughs>
1: You're gonna have to tip. <laughs> I know you. No. Oh, fuck.
0: No, but two, there is two... there is something real here, despite us being dickheads. <laughs> it's true.
1: Uh and I, I think what... In truth, Lee can't get over is like he knows her very, very, very well as a friend, and knows that this is you know they that they have kind of gotten past this whole part, and that her throwing himself at him is it's weird. He's like, uh, this is you're you're a little fucked up right now. Not talking what? about the drinking, but like, but like you're in a bad place. That all said,
0: come on, man, come on. What really you don't. Does, does, does this Thrace strike you as a primitive prom date your senior year?
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Not <laughs> like at just, all.
1: What? Really?
0: Starbuck? Did I say Lee? As far—about No, I—no, my point is, the reservations, I said, does Starbucks strike you as a primitive prom date? No. She's a fucking tigress.
1: Right. Yeah. No. That's how I thought you meant. I thought you meant like a savage prom date, ready to rip off that dress and get to work. And I was like, Yeah, that's what I think of her as.
0: No. No. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But no. Yeah. I. I mean, I agree. She's fucking. (laughs) She says it. She's like, I just wanted a lay. Just wanted a fucking lay.
0: That's it. Come on. There is no us. There is nothing here. I just wanted a good lay. Do you not get that? Nothing. That's just great. or fight. Maybe just a quick lay, care. But I have feelings. Okay, this boy has feelings. This pretty boy has feelings, and now I'm gonna sing. I'm hung up on a dead guy, okay? And it's pissing me off, and I don't know what I'm doing. Anders, the resistance fighter, Sam is. Sam, uh... he's dead. What does it matter? Oh, Kara, please. You haven't got my pity. Listen, you're fine with the dead guys. It's the living ones you can't deal with. That's a good line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gets a smack for it. Slaps
1: him for it, yeah. (laughs) Oh. Uh, that's pretty. Fucking she leaves, line.
0: and you know, there's you know what makes the scene kind of extra special, sexy to me. She hits him and kisses him. <clears throat> she hits him and kisses him. That's fine, but they have a fire axe blocking the door. Ah, uh, damn! That's so primitive. That makes me even angrier at Lee. To be honest, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like ah, oh, you. Funny, and I bet she did it. How hot is that? Oh, she just God. took the axe and wedged the door shut. Come on, you <sighs> puss! She that's suddenly so sounds like off. a dama. I'm so- <laughs> Pull off that jumpsuit, you puss. She's like, I know puss. it's what you like. I know
1: it's what you like, Lee, when I talk just like your dad. Yikes. <laughs> He's like, yeah. you going to take out the trash? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, also, to be honest, this whole, for one, I'm more pissed off at Lee than ever now thinking about that. But I think it throws a little more credence to the idea. I, you know, I can't remember the last time we talked about it, but I feel like, even more so than Kara, that Lee still has some un spoken unfinished business with Kara as far as their relationship goes. And I feel like that's what he can't get over in this moment. Like he does like how he says it in in his sloppy, shitty way where he's like, well, I, I, we are friends and there's something here. And she's like, no, there's nothing like she's just hearing, you know, that there's complication here and we can't do this. But I think he's (laughs) trying to say, but there is something here that I don't know what to do about it.
0: What do we know? What do we know of
1: their relationship? I mean, they used to bang, right? I mean, back in season one, I thought that that was like an established thing. That like after I dude, maybe I'm remembering totally fucking wrong. Maybe I'm way off, but I thought it was like after his his brother had, had died and it had been time had passed that they had messed around a little bit. Like they had like a fling for a little while. I might be totally misremembering. I might be totally wrong. I That's what i had in my head that they, were, that they did have something in the
0: past that it wasn't serious, but they were banned. How about this? It's never been shown in the show up to this point. Well, maybe not. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Well, now we know it's, it's there. Mm-hmm. The teeming
0: under the surface. Yeah, well, she also fucked Baltar. That's true. <laughs> now, that <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Guess what he didn't do? Mm-hmm. Move the fire axe. <laughs> anyway, oh, Kara drinks while watching the scar nose cam footage. Dude, I love this nose cam Me too. footage, too. By the way, I it's cool, it's, it's creepy. Like
1: it. It's creepy. It looks like you know what it looks like underwater footage that's about to reveal like a giant squid or some you know, deep down scary shit. Like it looks like a monster's about to show up. Mm, very and cool. She's obsessing over it. It's cool, man.
0: Yeah, just she's chugging a mess. down. Oh man, just
1: crushing the bottle. Seriously,
0: really putting the tie on it. Yeah, yep, tying it off. (laughs) Hey-o. Starbuck wakes up, clearly hung over. Now we're three hours before. That's not good. (laughs) She goes back to a briefing, pounding water in Advil, I guess. (laughs) Oh, yeah. In (laughs) two-on-two engagements, Cylons like to isolate individual Vipers and then gang up on one, hoping to kill it before the wingman can help. Someone hands Starbuck a report. Which is exactly what happened to JoJo 20 minutes ago. He got smoked and jumped away. He got smoked, smoked by Scar and jumped, who jumped away 15 seconds before his women could get a shot off. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. What do you think of this stuff? And where were you? And where were you? Flight yeah, schedule she, she, had you she, flying a lead for JoJo. Mm-hmm. So why did and, you assign Snake to take your place? hmm <laughs> Mm-hmm. So this is one of those am times where I, I Am I winning?
1: Am I—does anyone see my board? I've got more points.
0: Guys, look, it's me. I've got a million points.
1: <laughs> I have a million. Mm. Ah, well, this is one of those moments where I see both of their sides. For gardens. sure dude. Um, Because, you know, Kara's obviously right when she's like, yeah, you're right. I wasn't fit to go out, so I didn't. <laughs> like, mm. you know, and that was—it's her fault. She was up drinking all fucking night. That
0: is true. Just now I'm assuming she has the prerogative to change that What do you mean? That flight roster that she does the, change the it, schedule I mean. yeah
1: right, exactly. That's what I was saying earlier of like mm. she can move people around, change who they are you know wing manned up with, change the schedule. that's what I was talking about with uh with what's his name I guess the guy who, the the first guy who got smoked, um you know maybe he could have been paired up with somebody a little more experienced or he had gone a little bit later in the day or something like that. Because, you know, she can move the schedule a little bit as she needs. Which is why, yeah, I also see it from Kat's point
0: of view here of, like, maybe you do change this up a little bit. Maybe you could have moved things. Well, just put yourself in Kara's position for a minute and think of how fucked up that is. You go out drinking so you don't show up for a shift in which somebody is killed on the shift you were supposed to be working. You might be the best pilot in the fucking fleet, and you might have been able to save that person. That's that's heavy. Yeah, it is. That's heavy. Cat's not wrong here, exactly. That's yeah, I'm she's yeah. Not. I mean, of course, but Starbucks does the right thing. But that's almost like saying, "Well, I got a doctor's note when I called in sick, but I still called in sick." Yeah, <laughs> you did, but you weren't there. <clears throat> right. It's rough. This is a tough one. Point for Cat it here. Is. It's
1: true. I mean, in this scene, it's like I see it both sides, and and Cat's you know she's not wrong. She's got a point.
0: Yeah. What are you trying to say, Lieutenant? Well, what I'm trying to say is that maybe if you weren't up all night drinking JoJo, would still have been here. Kara clears the fucking room. Give us the room. Give us the room. (laughs) What is it with you? Ever since I got back, you've been on my ass like a bad rash. You know, showing up (laughs) late for a briefing is one thing, but skipping out on a mission? Hmm. Oh, so good. Starbuck, you're an embarrassment. You used to be the hottest stick of the fleet. Now you're just a reckless drunk that sends other people out to get killed. Oof, pretty fucking harsh. Mm-hmm. Reckless drunk,
1: and I mean, as harsh as it is, there is some truth in it. Again, you know, we, we are seeing her in, at the leadership position. Truly, that we haven't, you know, fully see, haven't just seen her fully take on the way she is now, and she's at the worst emotional time that we've also seen her have. Like she, mm. So she is kind of in the worst off shape we've seen her. And she's fucking it up. She's not totally wrong. But I also think that Kara's assessment of Kat here, that she's like, it's Me really too. all just about that you're fucking scared. Yep.
0: You're, you're scared. S- you're afraid you're going to end up like that picture of Riley's girlfriend. Some little forgotten picture that nobody really remembers. You see, that's why you're riding my ass so hard. So no one will notice a Scar scares the living crap out of you. Mm. She's
1: not wrong. She's not and I think, wrong. <laughs> and I think that's a big part of this whole posturing thing of, I'm going to come after you so hard. I'm going to go after your records and look so big and so
0: tough because I don't want people
1: to actually realize how fucking terrified I am.
0: You know what I was thinking at this point in the episode? There needs to be like an authoritative, preferably white male step in here.
1: <laughs> Finally. straighten
0: straighten these ladies out because, jeez, Louise. Get some masculine shoulders into this cat fight. Yowza. <laughs> she decked starbuck which is probably a huge mistake
1: yeah but, uh, that was another one of those hey you are the captain and she just punched you in the fucking face are you yeah. just gonna let that stand. he
0: walks in right well he's not gonna ride her out she's not gonna ride her out That's starbuck's yeah. not gonna rat. yeah you know? totally exactly i'm pairing you two up cat i want you to fly starbuck's wing i have a hunch a couple of raiders are gonna try and fly through that sector so i want my heavy hitters there to greet them. skids up 49 minutes and that's also another thing that we should point out you know, in, as much as I don't like her, and she
1: annoys me, Cat's favor, fucking Lee refers to her as a heavy hitter. Like, she has mm-hmm. worked her way up at this point to being one of the, the old reliables. Like, this is one of our good pilots. Um, and that says something. I mean, in this environment, to, to have to, to earn that place says a lot because you are in constant warfare. You know, that, that's actually, that
0: says something about her. Indeed. Could be part of the reason Starbuck's given her the wide latitude. Maybe there's a fourth reason. Mm, So many reasons. Cat goes to the BSG 9-11 Memorial, I call it. (laughs) She she hangs up Riley's girlfriend's picture next to, I guess, Riley. Um, Then suits up. A lot of baggage here for the Maja Hall Colonial Mining Ship Operation. It is true. A lot of dead people. A lot of dead. So we get the scene we opened on, right? We're finally there. Finally there. Take me through some of this, pal. I guess
1: we got to go back a little bit. But, uh, yeah, they are basically out on patrol. Here they are, going out fucking out there. And I think it's at it's first like they come across
0: – kind of thing because they're protecting the mining operation. Right. And that's <laughs> part of what makes it
1: that much more dangerous is that yeah. they can't hang close to, to the Galactica. You know, or it's like normally if they're going to fly out and engage an enemy, they're probably – Within a minute or two of being able to zip back onto Galactica, crash land, they've, the Galactica jumps away and they can all get out of there. Whereas now, this is—I don't know if you'd quite call it like long range, but it's definitely further range patrols <coughs> where they're just the two of them. You know, I think—I think the way they even say it later on here, when they do get attacked, is that the next closest Vipers are still like five, six, seven, eight minutes away from to be able to like get it's, close and actually help it's them. It's a hike, yeah. It's that's a, hike. a hike. Like that's—I mean, that's <laughs> she said <laughs> it earlier. got wasted. It's an eternity. Basically. Might as well be. Yeah, he yeah. got wasted in fifteen seconds, and his own wingman couldn't do anything about it.
0: I think um, part of the issue here as to why the Galactica cannot offer any type of support is because of the nature of the debris in asteroid fields because it can't get in, whereas the Vipers can maneuver around there. And yeah. it just makes it hard for the Galactica to get anywhere near this 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 engagement or this staging area where they're trying to protect. Totally. And also, I like how at first they, they do encounter a Raider,
1: but it is not Scar. It is some other Raider. Tricky. And they start... They start going after it, and this is all, like, among his plans, I guess. Yeah. This is some wolf pack shit. Oh, yeah. One comes out there to draw him out.
0: Yep. And uh, Cat gets, excuse me, Starbuck gets hit, draws him down into that, like, cave, and um, that's when she decides that she's going to play chicken. He's a machine. He's not going to break this tense moment, right? Yeah. And another moment, dude, where,
1: where Cat is fucking right. She's like, he's not going to break off. Like, <laughs> you are uh, you, you are in a fucking chicken race with an unmanned vehicle. Like, yeah.
0: It's not going to pull away. I think we're supposed to believe that had Starbuck hung in for a little while longer, she might have been able to get the kill shot, but it was kind of risky. So instead, she decides to break, thus allowing the tactics to work, and Kat finishes off Scar. Right. It's like
1: she probably could have gotten the kill shot, but they probably would have either still collided or she would have taken some of his
0: fire and probably Mm. been killed. Like it was, you might have got him, but you probably would have died for it. She did the right thing, right? There's, there's, it's funny at the beginning of this episode, at the outset, we were talking about ego and, oh, Scar's a coward. Yeah, but he's alive up until now. Yeah, it's true. And that matters. You know, that's, you, ego is really dangerous in this game, (laughs) this high stakes games. Ego can be a very dangerous thing. It's the, and, and that's Kat's problem. And I think that's something she's going to really struggle with. Yeah. It's this yeah, serious egotistical stuff here. And Starbucks steps out of her ego for a minute to win, right? They are successful. She didn't need to get the kill shot. Yeah, and they all exactly. go home. Mm-hmm. And also, you gotta, it's funny, you gotta let too. the tactics work and forget about the ego, forget about the fucking glory. Right. Forget about where you are within it and just get the job
1: done, basically. That's it, man. Exactly. Um, And, you know, what's interesting about this, too, is that this is uncharacteristic of Scar. Like, that's not what he would do normally is go into a chicken run and go dead on at a ship. I mean, we've already talked. It's all ambush tactics and fucking jetting out of there as quickly as possible afterward. So this is some revenge shit. He is. It's like he recognizes Kara's flight you know, patterns and he's going hard after, I mean, illogically mm-hmm. he, he dies for it. Yeah. Chases her to his ruin. Chases her to his fucking ruin. And dude, I, how much do you love seeing, I mean, it's gnarly when That's he gets Moby shot, Dick shit, goes down. Way.
0: Sorry. I, I, Wait, I'm sorry is? to interrupt you, but oh, I didn't, I didn't right. want to lose the thought. That's the Moby Dick shit, right? That's the con shit. Totally. Yeah. Chase, chase Kirk to his ruin. <laughs>
1: Yeah, dude, when he gets shot down too and he hits the fucking asteroids That's and it's cool. like the blood splatter, we're <sighs> gnarly. Pretty gnarly. Final death.
0: <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> Flawless victory. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Starbuck, uh, Memories of Anders, right, all that stuff. I love the zoom on her face and the cannon dude, flash. it looks so good. Looked it great. looks so fucking good. I loved the, that moment. I'm gonna put him right in front of you. Do not miss him, you fracking stim junkie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> right, you fracking stim junkie. Again, not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. She's not wrong. And Kara's like the Wayne Gretzky here, right? Right. She just hands you a fucking gift wrap that you bang into the empty net. Here you go. Here's your alley oop, you talentless <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fucking beautiful pass from Gretzky. Kara Gretzky. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Aftermath, lots of cheering and drinking. Also the balls on Kat to like I mean, dude, she set this kill up for you. Dude, come ah, whatever. Literally put it up on a t-ball tee. Like, here you go.
1: This is yours. Don't fuck it up.
0: Mm. My cup runs dry. It seems someone was supposed to be on my lips who'd never touch this rim.
1: Hater. Back to hating her. Mm. I liked you briefly for a shining second in the sun. Ah, it was right there. It's gone. <laughs> gone again. Don't like you.
0: Trace fucking, fucking pulls the rug out from under her, though, doesn't she? Oh, I love it, dude. Oh, it's beautiful. Like, oh, yeah, here's your
1: crowning moment of glory. Drink away. Also, here's to all of our dead friends. Right. <laughs> the
0: right. leagues of now dead Now, that's people. how you use the moral high ground to your advantage. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's it. Now that's that planting is your some, moral high ground flag That is <laughs>
0: right in the middle of the party. Politics 101, baby. There you go. Do not <laughs> like let a tragedy go friends- unused.
1: Your friends have got a big party going. They're cracking open more booze. Everybody's having a great time. You just kick open the living room door, fucking knock over the coffee table, and stab a flag down that just says 9-11 happened.
0: Yeah. And like, ah, ah fuck. <laughs> we were having fun. <laughs> I was listening to Theo Vaughn's podcast, and, um, and Duncan Trussell was on it. Do you know who he is? Mm-mm. I don't know the name. Oh, man, he's so fucking funny. He's, he's out there. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about how it's so blasphemous to say, "Hey, man, I was on the, I was on TV the other day, and I was like, you know, it's crazy. Everything's all right, and like, you know, <laughs> how people freak out at the idea of that. Uh, everything's all like right. They just scream and yell. What? What about the babies? What about <laughs> the dying babies? Like, you, uh, 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 you can't fucking say it anymore." <laughs> It's all right. It, it, everything's cool. Oh my God. Dude, it's such a good clip. Um it's it's it reminds me of this. Kind of, <laughs> you can't have a moment. You just can't have a moment. You can't have a moment. <laughs> but there's dead people. Dude. There's dead people. How can you how can you do this? It's true.
1: Yeah. Good old Kara. Fucking party pooper.
0: Good move. But though. Adama,
1: Adama gives her the, you know, the the old one over. He's like, yep. So say we all, all those yeah. dead people.
0: Yeah, all those dead people. Mm-hmm. So say we all.
1: <laughs> love it, and dude, this final scene with with Kara and Hilo is so good. I I so want more of this from the two of them. I I love this. I love this just fucking normal people shit. Like that was another part. I know. I know we've dogged on it so hard. We shouldn't dog on it that much more. But one final note on Black Market versus this episode. Oh god, like. That whole episode was so just everything is at the height of every scene and every exchange of dialogue was the mystery of who did it or who set you up, who's out to kill you. Oh, it's this guy, and this guy's so terrible, and every exchange is how awful it can be. No just normal fucking we're people being people, we're friends being friends, and we're just talking about things. Like I, I love this. This is so charming and real. I like it a lot. So um, you want to talk about the uh the very end there? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, she's talking about how I feel like just a few months ago, I wouldn't have hesitated like that. I'd have just gone for the glory. Yeah. Now I won't. And he's like, well,
0: you've changed. You you've got changed. something to live for. That's it. You've changed, lady. I love this scene. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. It's... I love the, I love, I just Dude. enjoy their discussion, man. Absolutely.
1: And I want to, I want to drill down even more on this. Like, why does this dialogue work? I mean, you replace Hilo. Take the, take the dialogue completely unchanged and, I don't know, swap out – this would make no sense, but swap out Billy with Hilo and the scene loses so much impact. Even Lee, it loses a ton of impact because Hilo, we know what he has suffered and we know specifically what he has suffered for somebody he's in love with and, and how much he's put on the line for that. So for him to hear her situation and be like, I can't get Anders out of my head and you know, this little hope that he might still be alive – for him to smile at that and be like, "Hey, that's okay. That means you got something to live for now. It's okay to be worried about that thing that you care about. That means a lot. Like that means a lot. Like that is coming from him. There's so much weight behind that. We have seen it ourselves over many, many episodes. Like that's ah, that's for me. Getting back to the real core strength of this show.
0: I like it. I like that's it. Good stuff, man. Good episode. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think what." Uh, you know, he says it in so many words. He just says, quick, I yourself. You did the right thing. Scar's dead. You guys are alive. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. 100%. That's all that matters, dude. He's dead. You're alive. And hey,
1: now there's a chance of hope that you will get to see Anders because you didn't get gunned down by Scar. Yep. I love their moment of play at the end. It's fucking totally. adorable. It's adorable. I love it's it. It's so unscripted. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right? It's just fucking charming. And they feel like real friends. They
0: do. It's awesome, man. Fucking good, man. So good. Well, I suppose that brings us to the end of the episode. And there are a couple of interesting listener comments. I don't know if you looked at them. I have. I have looked at them. Oh. Wow.
1: Still don't know if I have great answers to them, but they are very good questions. Awesome, Mo. Take us through. Ooh, all right. Well, I am going to – do you want me to go through his whole comment or just jump to the question? Go to the questions. Okay, the question from Mr. Brian Blake. My question is a nitpicky one. Why is there only one scar? Shouldn't most of the Raiders be like that now? I like the concept of them learning from their mistakes, but it just seems like all the Raiders at this point would be scars. And I feel like... He's not wrong. Overall, yeah. Overall, I feel like we address this fairly well. I think there's enough breadcrumbs that this episode leaves us that scar in particular has something out for Kara. Uh, you know, it's his version of being tortured by the Viet Cong. (laughs) Like he's, he's been a little more personally harassed by the human beings Has a little bit more of a revenge bent in him. Um, but I do, to, to be honest, to add on to your question, Brian, I think, why have we not, you know, kind of like the Borg being like, they've adapted, they've adapted. Like, I almost feel like the Raiders should just only be getting better and better and better. Like, they should be coming, like, every encounter with them should just be that much more terrifying.
0: Like That's, it's not like, that's oh, the issue. That's, that's sort of the issue with the general concept of the whole episode. Yeah. It's yeah. funny, you know, you can look at an episode and go, wow, that was well executed. It all makes sense. Cool. It makes sense in the moment and how they've set it all up. But then when you, when, then when you pull back on your Zoom... Mm-hmm. And you go, but conceptually, it kind of kind of fucks up the whole series a little bit if you're going to believe that every other raider isn't learning from its mistakes, right? Yeah. yeah. That's why I kind of wish, I kind of wish Carol or, or, or Sharon would have said it was an anomaly. Mm, yeah. And then part of me wonders, how good can they actually be? I mean, when you refer to them as sort of animals, the animal version of a Cylon, you know that there's only so much it can and can't do tactically if it's not thinking. So how good could it actually be? So on the one hand, I could say maybe it's a machine. It can only be so good. It lacks certain intuitive things that regular pilots have, hunches that certain pilots have, that that the Cylons, before we knew there were skin jobs, that you just imagine machines just don't have. But if there is any relationship between the skin jobs and the Raiders and and we're hearing that there is, then you have to wonder, aren't they all going to just get better and better? Maybe not as quickly as, say, if you could have a human resurrecting and doing it, but it begs the question, doesn't it? It's a great question by Brian It is. It's a very good question. Um, And I I agree. I feel like
1: there should be, if that is the case, if that, you know, what Sharon states about the Raiders is true – then, yeah, they should only be getting better and better every time you encounter them. They should be
0: adapting to, to the humans' tactics faster than the humans can adapt to theirs. I mean, just flat out. Indeed. Well, there's another question on these. Do you want to hit that one up from Ben Prue, Mr. Benjamin Prue? This was such a good bounce back from two weeks.
1: The ending was fantastic. The emotionally impactful human moments are what make BSG special. The saying of the names of the fallen pilots followed by Adama's graceful so say we all was a powerful ending. Kicked ass. Very much agree. Hell yeah. Question, what makes Adama so special? What separates him from other famous sci-fi captains? And that is a big fucking question. <laughs> and I don't fully know if I have a real good
0: answer to that, to be honest, man. Do you, have you been thinking about that? I have I, been thinking about it. I've I been thinking about leadership qualities and what ones I think are good. Um, I don't know what separates him from other famous captains because it's almost like the premise is suggesting he should be considered separate and perhaps, quote, better. Although I know Ben's not saying that explicitly. (laughs) It's almost inherent in the question. What separates him from other famous sci-fi captains? Well, a couple of things. The situation he finds himself in is utterly dire. Totally. Yeah. That's, I think, one of the things that just separates what he has going on compared to the other captains. You know, the United Federation of Planets, specifically, is very much not in danger of being annihilated by an alien-slash-robot race, whatever you want to call it, Cylons, (laughs) that you created, is is in danger of destroying you utterly. Yes, there are conflicts. Yes, there are skirmishes. There are dust-ups and even sometimes wars. But you never get the impression that all is about to be lost in in the overall scheme of things. Yeah, ships get lost. Ships get ambushed and outnumbered and find themselves in dire situations. But I think Adama has a very unique situation in that not only is he running a military vessel, he's also shoulder to shoulder with the civilian remnants of the entire species. And I think that puts a different type of strain and it puts his leadership qualities to the tests in ways that the other captains in science fiction just don't have to face. Right. Now, and uh, sci-fi is a big category. So we could be talking about Star Trek. We could be talking about a guy like Mal Reynolds. We could be talking about even somebody like Captain Solo, right? It depends. It depends where you want to go with this, but it's fun to talk about. So go ahead. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, I would say the main thing I kept thinking about and coming back to, and, and of course for me, the, one of my main comparisons I cannot help but thinking about is Jean-Luc Picard. Um, and as great as I think both of them are and people that their their people are very loyal to and are willing to follow them into battle. Uh, one thing, and I, my Star Trek history is definitely, you could probably correct me on this. is not as good as yours. Uh, Picard strikes me as the type of guy who probably was like, you know, ocs candidate went through officer school very by the book very you know and earned a lot of shit like i'm not dogging on him at all i love picard but adama strikes me as the guy who was like in the trenches fucking fighting tooth and nail clawing his way up through through warfare and combat experience to get to the high rank he's at he feels like a combat veteran commander and i think that's a that's something that separates him in my mind. Just in, it's, there's no. It's one of those things. I don't have a lot of like evidence to back that up with. Like there's things I, I've gleaned from the bits of history we get from each
0: of those characters. I mean, evidence aside, he's more grizzled than Picard right. without question. Totally right. And he just has that. He has that. I've
1: seen the shit. It's not like he has that I'm standing up on my altar and I'm telling you guys what to do, follow my orders. It's like I'm saying this because I genuinely think it's the best thing we can do, and I know from personal firsthand on the ground experience of doing this kind of shit. Like right. he, he feels like the
0: guy who's done it and that's why he's telling you to do it. Got it. Yeah. I mean, you um in and, and and this is this is not my expertise, but if 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 I go by my military science fiction knowledge, which should not be confused with military knowledge. I know that in Starfleet, for example, to, there's enlisted, and then there's the people who do go through these like schools to be officers. It's kind of like, right? It's kind of what Josh did. Josh went to officer candidate school. Mm-hmm. Instead of enlisting as a private or whatever the fuck, he went to officer candidate school. He went and got trained, and when he came out, he was a lieutenant. And thus outranked guys who had been in the service for 30 years. But, of course, respected them mightily. And this is always the thing. This is always the thing you would hear about. This is this is this is just the way it would work. There was non-commissioned officers, and then there was the commissioned officers. And Bill was definitely a commissioned officer. I don't think he was like a worked his way up. Chief is the guy, is that guy. He's the guy yeah. who went in at eighteen, right, worked his way up. He's been doing it for fucking 15, 16, 17, 18 years. He is high, he's just about as high as you can go as a non-commissioned officer. But the reality is JoJo, who they referred to as an ensign, technically outranks the chief. Interesting, yeah. That's true. Because he's an officer. He's not a non-commissioned officer. So that's where the weirdness kind of comes into, into, into effect. And, you know, Josh is always fond of telling the tale that when he, when he graduated in this, gun, this um, gunny sergeant that he fucking had all the respect in the world for saluted him. He was like, what the fuck? Like he felt like he's in the Twilight Zone because this guy's been in fucking the ship for thirty some odd years, right? And Josh was like, crazy, "Wait, man. this guy just saluted me. I don't know what to do." Like you know that feeling. It's cool to hear him talk about that, and that's huh. that's kind of like this ensign. Yeah, you could probably outrank the chief, but you're gonna probably listen to the chief. I'm guessing since yeah, he's been in should. in there for <laughs> for fucking ever. You know who can talk about this? William Alvarez. He was totally, a fucking yeah. uh, sergeant of Marines. I don't know what exact type of sergeant he was, but there's a guy who fucking went in, did his shit. You know, he was in there, and that's that's a non-commissioned rank, right? Right. Joshy Poo comes out of OCS and outranks him. <laughs> Just the way <laughs> it is. Fucking Joshy Poo. <laughs> he earned it, I'm sure. But nah, my true. point is, <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing, and— it, and, you know, Starfleet's a lot different, but I'm sure the Colonial Marines echoes some, you know, does echo some of the Royal Air Force stuff and the British shit, and it echoes some of the uh, American shit as well. But um, we're we're way off the beaten path of the question. But Bill Adama was a pilot. He was, I mean, he was a Viper pilot. He was a hotshot pilot. Yes. Husker was his name, right? That's right. And uh, he was... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he went to school for it. <laughs> I do believe so. Yep, I'm um, looking at his history right now. Military service. Admiral Adama's military service are going to show in this dossier. Um, it's shown... Oh, they, they, they're they going to cover this in an episode coming up. But, um, oh. yeah. doesn't really say about, like, the actual training, just that he was a pilot and kind of went from there, which is pretty nice. cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's the circumstances, but... But the, but the qualities, the, the, the integrity, the accountability, the, those, those leadership skills, honesty, right? You can go through all of them. Are you, do you inspire people? Do you, do you delegate? Do you make people feel like they can accomplish something? Do you empower people, right? He fucking does, man. They all do. That's something they all do. Right. There are some who are a little less close than others, right? There is... We know how, we know how Bill Adama is. We know that he would, we know that he would, you know, keep the fleet there forever to find a missing Lee. He said as much, which is, which is, that's his family. That's what he's going to do, right? We know, we know he has certain breaking points, but I think that the separating factors are really the circumstances that surround them, but that they all share many qualities. And in some, those qualities are stronger than others. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's one of the where, situationally, I'm not sure if I can pick out a singular quality that I feel like Adama has that other, what I would consider great <laughs> sci-fi captains don't have. Like, there's no
0: one single thing that jumps to mind for me on that. What would you? What What do you think is one of his greatest qualities? Mm. It's a
1: tough one, huh? To, yeah, I'm trying to think of the right word for it, but I would probably say, I mean, he. He's a guy who doesn't flinch. Like, it doesn't matter the news. I mean, he has that. Yeah, he supreme confidence.
0: Right. Confidence.
1: I still do not even quite the word. It's like,
0: but but a, but a confidence that's inspiring. Like right. he, you you never f- are concerned.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When it's he's around, you hear the worst right. news. You hear the Yeah, you hear the worst shit coming in on Andretti, and everybody kind of looks to him like, oh fuck, and he hasn't blinked. And you're like, okay, mm. well at least he's got his shit together. Maybe we'll get through this. Like. He's got that kind of, like, resolution to him. Which sure. I
0: love. I, I like it. It's just badass. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Good questions, gentlemen. Definitely. All right. Any final thoughts on this one, buddy?
1: Whew, overall, man, pretty tapped. Uh, I want more of Kara and Hilo together, for sure. Man, yeah, That's awesome, uh, dude. That shit is just great. I, I just want more time with those. Characters that I care about. I want to see Lee in there too. I want to see them work their their weird thing out. I got sad boners for you. I don't know why. Mm. Um, yeah, man. It's fucking. This was just a solid, enjoyable, tight episode. Good shit. Um, I'm missing. I am definitely missing my Baltar and my six. Mm-hmm. I to see a little more of them. And and Roslin and Adama too. We barely got to see them in this episode. Also, speaking of, it's been a long time since Ty has been the focus of an episode. And I, I'm hmm. hoping for some more of that. This episode's gotten me thirsty for. Our, well, actually, it started with Black Market again. To be honest, but thirsty for more real quality time with our our core cast that I feel like we haven't gotten to get. And this was like, this is that that episode that finally brought us back to that. And I'm like, ooh, more, 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 more. Give me more. Next episode, please. Indeed, yep.
0: I want Good deep stuff. Dive. Kara yeah. is outstanding in this episode. I like this stuff with her. I definitely like this episode a lot more this time around than I did back in the day, man. That's a that is a fact. And I'm looking forward <laughs> to next week's episode. Do you want to know the name of it, is Mr. Anderson? Ah, uh, indeed. Sacrifice. Oh boy, so someone's gonna die. All right, that's it. Someone's Sacrifice. dying. Sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right, well, we thank you to everyone who started out in the live chat and kind of fizzled out. If you're curious about that, go to LibertyStreetGeek.net slash live. But, you know, visit us on the web anyway. we got a lot of different shows out there. I'm thinking most of you probably know that already. But check us out, LibertyStreetGeek.net, and uh, see what we have going on. You can find all our social media fixings and all that jazz there. Uh, But until next time, we will see you guys on the flip side. So say we all.